0: Welcome to episode 328 of the Spokesman Cycling Podcast. This show was engineered on Friday, 26th of May, 2023.
1: The Spokesman Cycling Roundtable Podcast is brought to you by Turn Bicycles. The good people at Turn are committed to building bikes that are useful enough to ride every day and dependable enough to carry the people you love. In other words, they make the kind of bikes that they want to ride. Turn has e bikes for every type of rider, whether you're commuting, taking your kids to school, or even carrying another adult. Visit www.turnbicycles.com, that's T E R N bicycles.com to learn more. I'm Carlton Reed, and
0: welcome to this episode of the Spokesman podcast in which I talk with BBC correspondents Anna Holligan and Kate Vandy and the formation of their mobile news gathering studio, the BBC Bike Bureau. A glitch sadly scuppered our first chat, so I'm not able to produce a companion video version of that conversation, but I have been able to rescue a short segment that I will place on YouTube as a clip, and the audio is at the end of this episode. The segment features Jack, an elderly British gentleman living in The Hague, and who saw Anna as we were recording. He was thrilled at seeing a BBC reporter next to a cargo bike, and he politely butted in. Not that he knew Anna was part of a three-way chat, of course, but he soon did, and Jack became the first person to be interviewed by Anna using the new kit on the BBC's bike bureau. Kate. Where are you? Because I know you're somewhere gorgeous. So so tell us where you are and, and make us jealous.
2: <laughs> I am in Sydney at the moment, which is my hometown. And I am lucky enough, uh, uh, or very lucky, that the BBC sent me here for six months to work. <laughs> Um, I'm going to be covering the Women's World Cup and a few other things while I'm here. Um, but it is autumn, going into winter, and each day is 20 degrees, 22 degrees, <sighs> and blue sky and bright sunshine. So it's, it's pretty. I've nice. got to admit, it's it's
0: actually quite nice in Newcastle here, <laughs> to tell the truth. It's it we'll, we've we've come into spring. It's beautiful, um, and and the same question to to you anna so what's the weather like in I'm, I'm assuming you're in the hague at the moment
3: i am in the hague it's beautiful it's a beautiful sunny day i've just done the school run hopped off my bike and dashed inside to speak to you
0: yeah because when you came on because we record this and this is just audio but i i did get a, a wee uh, bit of <laughs> anna's uh, and it's like it, it's almost like i don't recognize you. your clothes on type thing i don't recognize you away from a bike you know you were in it you were in a real room it's like oh but that's oh yeah that's anna uh, Because normally I just see you with a bike, Anna. (laughs) How how weird is that, that you are basically, in my mind, and I'm sure lots of people, you're associated with your cargo bike.
3: It's funny because before I came to the Netherlands, I was just a hobby cyclist. But here, it's just something that you do so naturally and that you start to incorporate parts of your life on the bike. And that's kind of been the evolution of uh, the Bike Bureau in part.
0: Mm. And we will get on to that because you talked about the Bike Bureau at, so, where were you? You were in Leipzig, weren't you? So, that was like a week yes. ago at yes. Velo City. So, so t- tell us about what you were doing in Velo City.
3: So, um, I was talking about the evolution of the bike bureau, so, how it came mm. into being. Um, so, starting off with Kate and I going on a cycle tour of Europe, um, looking at Europe's cycling revolution. And during that trip, we filmed with some parents who were using electric cargo bikes. And then Kate and I started to think, well, wouldn't that this actually be so perfect for, for what we do too? So it became something all about enabling multi-skilled digital first mobile journalists like us to do our jobs in the most cost time and climate efficient way. And so that's what I was really talking about. But, but also the, the journey that has brought us to this point of having such a, a revolutionary pioneering model to show people and the way in which I've been using it and kind of trialing it and finding out the stories that really lend themselves to being covered by the Bike Bureau because it it takes us right to the heart of breaking news and places where um, traditional... Uh, radio and satellite vans and trucks wouldn't be able to get to with all of the kids on board. So that's kind of what I was talking about. And it's really interesting as well with that kind of audience, because they are are already so enlightened when it comes to cycling. But then to be able to bring something brand new to them, inspiring, innovative. Yeah, it felt really, um, it felt like it was a, a, a validation of something that Kate and I have been working on for so many years now.
0: Now, you were talking to a very friendly audience there, obviously, who, who A, would know who, who you were, B, would be absolutely, you know, dialed in on the benefits of cargo bikes in cities. What about a, a, an audience that isn't as friendly as that? Can you imagine going to, you know, another conference and discussing this? How, how mainstream do you think this this uh, project you've got going is? And that's both that could be both to, to, to both of you, in fact, that, 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 that it- particular question.
3: I think Kate has already had some interesting conversations with with colleagues about this.
2: Yeah I mean we've actually been pleasantly surprised by how many people are super enthusiastic when they've seen the project. Um, So we kind of think this has the potential to be really mainstream and hopefully one day really ordinary and just something that everyone has the possibility to do. Of course it wouldn't work in every single city. But if you if you look around you, you know, um, I've been living in Brussels for years now, but if you look to Paris, Barcelona, Vienna, Copenhagen, Helsinki and further away, cities like Vancouver, Melbourne in Australia, um, Bogota, Tokyo, Taipei, I mean, so many cities in the world already offer the infrastructure in which something like this could exist. So I just think um, what we're doing, we're hoping we can lead the way and show people that there's really simple solutions to kind of change what they're doing in their everyday life so our hope is that it becomes super mainstream um <laughs> uh, as quickly as possible <laughs> you kind of you, you
0: kind of need it to be a a bike friendly place so you think
3: if you look at this just from the perspective of the bbc news content priorities first of all as journalists they're all about delivering for our audiences the best journalism being the best at live news, breaking important stories, but then meeting audience challenges too. So tackling news avoidance, reaching younger and underserved audiences and building trust through transparency. And the Bike Bureau has been seen and kind of understood by people as the perfect vehicle to be able to do this because we can show people how we are gathering news, how we're going live from a bike And one of the other priorities is about creating a fun and friendly and collaborative culture. for me, this is the embodiment of the, the Bike Bureau. And there are so many places which are already suitable for riding an electric cargo bike. And over the years, Carlton, you'll be familiar with these arguments. You know, it's too hilly, the weather's not good mm. enough. Well, the fact is, uh, an electric bike flattens all hills. And I have ridden around e- Edinburgh on a non electric bike, and I know how um, <laughs> desirable that is. Um, mm-hmm. But also, weather wise, because I have been using this for more than two years now, I'm not doing it for fun. I'm doing it because it is the most obvious and practical choice. And what I want is for women, especially in journalism, to be empowered in the same kind of way. So for getting to the kinds of stories where it wouldn't have been possible with another mode of transport. And most of the time, I don't have another pair of hands. So when there's an explosion at a block of flats, I don't want to park miles away in a dodgy neighborhood and then walk for miles with all of the kit bike that can now do all of that for me. And when I'm trying to cover two stories, two different sides of time, one a farmer's protest, later on a, a climate protest with water cannon, the only way to get to the scene of those breaking news stories, when all of the roads around the climate protests were, were closed down by police, was by bike. And then I had everything I needed there. So I think Of course, in cities, there are challenges. And we, as Kate has said, we're not trying to say, hey, look, here's the answer, the kind of um, Swiss Army knife for all of the challenges that we face now trying to be a more sustainable broadcaster. But actually, in showcasing the potential of the Bike Bureau, it opens up so many more ideas and possibilities. And it can inspire people in lots of other ways to think about how they're getting how they're doing their jobs. And I'm not just talking about in, in journalism there. And what we, Case and I, are, are trying to do is, um, is is have one of these, ideally, in in suitable bureaus around the world once we have showed the possibilities by actually using it. So giving this
2: tangible example. Sorry, Kate, go ahead. Yeah, no. no I was just going to say, I think, you know, we also have a responsibility to look at how we work and live each day as people and as broadcasters. And I think, the Bike Bureau is a really good way of showcasing that, you know, what changes can we make? Um, We don't want to just lecture people or be seen to, you know, flying um, is part of our job as well. But I think this is us showing that when we have control, we can make changes. And what I really hope, and I I know Anna hopes as well, is that this just inspires people that see Mm -hmm. it and to just step back and think what small changes can I make each day, um, that might make it have an impact on the environment positively. And also all those other things Anna mentioned are really important as well, like empowerment, um, flexibility, cost, or, you know, there's, there's lots of different things going on with it.
0: And I didn't mention speed there because the, the the police have got bikes, you know, they, they, they get to incidents quicker than, than the, the, the squad cars, emergency services, you know, the, 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 the paramedics, use bikes for that reason so you could probably get to a story quicker than many other of 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 your colleagues and maybe competitors you could actually speed somewhere and get to the story quicker well our colleagues will be
3: our competitors and colleagues will be inspired to hop on a bike of their own in the future actually (laughs) (laughs) so we'll all be racing there on two wheels
0: because Jon Snow, I mean, I remember interviewing him and, and that was one of his things. He, he said I mean, this is when there was like, you know, a producer, a, a camera, sound, you know, electricians, etc. And there'd be like a, a big squad of people would have to arrive places. But he would say he would get to, to incidents on his bike far quicker than his crew could ever get there. Then he would start his interviews and or, or you know, or certainly the prep. So that's that's the potential that you could get to places pretty darn quickly.
3: John is not alone in that respect.
0: Let's talk about the bike itself then. So we, we can geek out. Now, I have I have been shown around the bike. You, you showed me around the last time uh, we, we talked, but let, let's kind of go around virtually and discuss it again. So it is a cargo bike. It's the same cargo bike that we are familiar with. Is that right, Anna?
3: Yes, it's the same cargo bike. So this is my personal um,
2: bike that we're using for this project. And it's an electric cargo bike. Just to point out for people, uh, especially on Twitter, who seem to think it's not, it would be awfully heavy um, for Anna to um, pedal around. Otherwise, so it's an electric. So it's it's
0: got a bucket on the front, in effect, and normally you've got uh, your daughter in there. Yes.
2: (laughs)
3: Yes. Yes.
0: But you were telling me the last time that you you can actually fit all this kit in and your daughter.
3: Yes. So the idea was. I started doing things with news and um, my daughter on the side pretty much as soon as I invested in the cargo bag after we had filmed this documentary and realized the game-changing potential in work and life. And so um, just within a couple of months, I was picking her up from school, popping her in the bike to cycle her home, and then doing a live from just outside the school gates. Um, And there is (laughs) video evidence of this on the BBC. Um, And then it was kind of like a playpen and and there was enough space for both of those (laughs) vital parts of my life. Um, But then as we, and especially Kate has seen more potential to do more with this vehicle we've built over the years but we still want to keep it really manageable and small and we're mobile journalists we're we're mostly using our phones for broadcasting but we wanted to build something that could allow us to go further and stay on air for longer, um, but that all still kind of fits into to a backpack and can be transported from my bike to other bikes because we have to be really clear about this. I use a, 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 an electric cargo bike that I chose, but in theory, we've designed a bike bureau that can be transported to, to any bike and not even just an electric bike you know if you're if you're much fitter than i am and you've got some um, strong thigh muscles then in theory this could be a regular a regular bike
0: mm. so you could you could get on your gravel bike and you could go to uh, off road and you can go and do some weird and wonderful stuff just That's as long as you've got the kit on. in your backpack yeah.
3: Yes, that's something Hmm. we're working on, exactly, because the bike is kind of like the frame at the moment, and we have all of these arms and lights coming off it. But yeah, the idea is, and it is kind of um, morphing all the time as we are learning lessons from the work that we do with the Bike Bureau, but the idea is that in the future, you can use any bike. It it wouldn't have to be a cargo bike, electric or otherwise. And kit-wise, this is, yeah, has been so much trial and error, so I think Kate is is well-placed to talk through... how it has gone from being me with a kind of selfie stick to something so much more sophisticated,
2: Mm -hmm. which is the Bike Bureau. Um, Do we wanna go through the kit? Sorry, I'm slightly interrupting our flow Yeah,
0: No, no, totally. I mean, basically start with maybe the the solar panels and the folding solar panels.
3: Do you know what? We could just bring up the actual um, Bike Bureau piece (laughs) because I have like a photographic memory now of all of the component parts. But if we want to be really like technical, then it's a good idea to have the list in front of us but I can talk about how we dial up while Kate looks for the kit list Um, I could talk about what we use in terms of broadcasting so from our phones we have um, studio capabilities through Lucy Live um, going through to the radio studios directly um, and we can choose which studio so which program and then we're connected uh, to go live on air and with TV we use um, the Live View mobile app which I think was developed in partnership with the BBC so when the phone is attached to the Like it just gives us studio capabilities from anywhere in the field, literally now, um, going to places that would have been out of reach in the past. Mm -hmm. So that's like a
0: 5G network. So basically the 5G network has extended where you can get to.
3: Well, and, and, and being on wheels and two wheels instead of four.
0: Mm hmm. Kate, Have you got the the list then? I
2: do. I do. Apologies.
0: So um, no, that's okay. So so we're we're going to start with the so- solar panels. So that you need extra power, yes.
2: Yes. Yeah. So one of the big things that's really helpful, I've seen Anna work, um, you know, not for twenty four hours, but you know, really really long days in the field on her own. And I know one of the biggest things that was going to be a help would be a solar panel with an energy bank, because otherwise you're sort of scrambling around for battery packs or trying mm. to find sockets when actually you need to be outside broadcasting live. So that was the main thing that we wanted to find, a sort of lightweight solar panel attached to an energy bank where Anna could uh, charge her laptop, could charge her phones. um, She'll have at least two phones on her when she's broadcasting, if not three. Um, And Hmm. we could also charge lights, um, microphones, uh, a very important coffee pot, um so (laughs) in
0: theory critical as equipment
2: here yeah (laughs) Yeah. for for journalists i think coffee coffee is probably number one um (laughs) so that bank obviously if it's not a sunny day obviously that's fine because we can already have had it pre um pre-energized and full for Mm -hmm. when she goes out to work so that that should last at least a day if not longer depending on what she needs to charge um and so then we have this desk now, which is amazing. And it took us quite a long time to find, didn't it, Anna? Um, Quite Mm -hmm. a lot of looking. um, And we looked at building our own and we've been designing different ones. And then um, Anna came across this amazing desk, which is like a suitcase. And you unclip it and pull it up um, and it can then be set to whatever um, height you want. And it's really sturdy and really strong. So we've got that as well in the middle of the bike. And to that, we've been attaching um, small rigs um, with magic arms. And on the end of those are shoulder pods. And on the shoulder pod, um, the phone is placed. Um, there's a possibility to place light and a microphone. Um, but we've been using wireless Rode mics for now. Mm. Uh, and I think that's it, isn't it, Anna? And some lights as well, um, ring lights we've got attached at the moment. Yeah, and we've got the radio
3: um, mics as well, in case we want to be able to move further away. And I tell you what, this there will be people who are perhaps not um, so familiar with the potential of bikes and broadcasting. But actually, uh, it's if it was a gimmick, and we've read the good and bad comments, if it was a gimmick, this is not something that I would have been using for two, three years. And a few months ago there was um sadly a, a train crash twelve kilometers from here in Burschroten And I had to get to the scene of breaking news as quickly as possible and they wanted me an air in half an hour. And I thought, Okay, there's no way I can cycle there. I'm just gonna have to hire a car because having a, a a bike to to do my news and from my life allowed me to get rid of my car. So now I rely on on, um, green wheels and various other Mm -hmm. um, car uh, sharing.
0: Short-term rental sharing. Precisely, car car
3: shares. They're really big Mm. here in the Netherlands. Um, So I took one of those instead. And as soon as I got there, I was just wishing that I had my bike. I thought, you know what, I should have just waited. I should have... I said, wait one more, another half an hour and I'll be there with my bike. Because on that day, I was having to borrow charge from colleagues. I was having to drive back and forth to a cafe to get a decent charge up. It was an absolute nightmare. I didn't have anywhere to edit. It was sunny. There was I hadn't managed to carry drinks and all of that kind of thing. And for me, in that moment, I thought, do you know, I want everyone to have one of these. I want This isn't about gimmicks. It isn't about, hey, look what we can do. And sustainability, for sustainability's sake, is, is is not worth anything to us on the ground. But the, 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 the way in which this allows us to do our jobs, that takes away the kind of the hard side of it. And it's already hard enough being on air constantly for radio and TV, providing digital content. So to have... A vehicle literally that helps to manage that load is just so empowering and it allows us to do more on air because we're not having to worry about going back and forth for for charging and drinks and you know what it does need and kate and i we have to discuss this <laughs> maybe off air is a um a toilet that's the only thing that's missing <laughs>
2: I'm kind of okay, okay to having a, strong, a, in a car. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: A car doesn't have a, a, a toilet. So that's the yeah. same kind of... What, what kind of...
2: habits are you revealing here, Anna Holligan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's... But I have it's... to say... Oh, sorry. No, 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 go ahead. I was going to have to... Well, I was going to say, there were a few people asking if it was actually an April Fool's joke when we um, posted it on Twitter. <laughs> and I have to let them down. That actually is not a joke. But again, with Anna, you know, it's... We just wanna make sure people understand this is really sincere. I mean, this is something that the majority of time we've spent researching this has been our own time. And as Anna mentioned, it's her own personal bike that she's um, allowed us to experiment with. Um, And, you know, it's been a real passion project for us and we just wanted to make something as best we could with what we could find. and yeah just that it's sincere and it's not a joke um and hopefully it can only get better from here really and hopefully we you know we find even better solutions to the kinds of things we've been we've been looking for mm.
1: so
0: the, the things that you, you said your research was including that table so what do you use the table for because you haven't you haven't explained what that was for what, what you said? concertina type table comes out of a suitcase but what do you use it for
3: laptop and then editing mostly well, death. um but yeah, so it's a desk, so you can have your laptop on, you've got the, the coffee, the cups. Um, mm. um, but for, for editing in the field, so y- if, if we wanted to edit on location, we don't have to go and find a desk in a cafe, we can do it from, from where we're standing. Mm. Um, so that's it really, but also like if, if there's a complicated story, you need to have some notes in front of you, so then it's uh, handy to have a, a laptop at eye level.
0: That's brilliant, actually. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking I, I need a constantina type table like, that I can just get out my rug. <laughs> well, do you know,
3: Carlton, the thing is we're still working on this and mm. we want to also be really clear about that because this is a pilot project, but it's also just a prototype. And as we've been mm. building, every time we're like, hey, you know what, we could get a solar panel that's more, um, that's neater, that can be folded up or rolled up. And so... We want to incorporate a bit more um, 3D printing to try and get exactly the right dimensions to fit with what we need to do and have the kit built into a box that then supports the desk. And at the moment, it's very portable, it's very modular, so it can be folded up. But I think in a year's time, the Bike Bureau will look very different from the one that we're looking at or talking about today.
1: Now, I'm going to cut to an ad break right now. Hello everyone, this is David from the Fredcast and of course the Spokesman. And I'm here once again to tell you that this podcast is brought to you by Turn Bicycles. The good people at Turn build bikes that make it easier for you to replace car trips with bike trips. Part of that is being committed to designing useful bikes that are also fun to ride. But an even greater priority for Turn is to make sure that your ride is safe and worry-free. And that's why TURN works with industry-leading third-party testing labs like EFBE and builds its bikes around Bosch e-bike systems, which are UL certified for both electric and fire safety. So before you even zip off on your TURN, fully loaded and perhaps with a loved one behind, you can be sure that the bike has been tested to handle the extra stresses on the frame and the rigors of the road. For more information, visit www.turnbicycles.com to learn more. And now, back to the spokesman. So we're back with uh,
0: uh, uh, talking about the, the Bike Bureau. With Kate Vandy and Anna Holligan, and uh, when we did this previously, we we had a we had a few uh, tech glitches, which means we can't do the whole thing. Um, but you you actually uh, were, were I'm not going to say accosted. You meant accosted. <laughs> you 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 were um, you were welcomed by uh, an elderly gentleman who was very lovely, uh, who was wonderfully surprised that you were there on a bicycle and that you were the BBC. So tell us about. Jack!
3: I think he thought he was dreaming. It must have just been the most surreal moment. He's taking his dog for a walk. By the way, he was on a bike and he was 82. He is on a mm-hmm. bike, he's 82. and uh, He came around the corner of a canal and there I was with the Bike Bureau, BBC branding on the laptop. <laughs> and he was just a bit astounded, I think. Um, but, but it was... It was such a fortuitous meeting because Jack was just, he saw us like that and instantly he could grasp the concept. And we're talking Mm. about broadcasting to younger audiences and connecting to younger audiences, being transparent and authentic in the way that we gather news. But here is this lovely fit, old guy saying, hey, you know what, this makes so much sense.
0: Mm. Now I will probably play audio. I'll, I'll splice some audio in here of Jack, and I'll I'll, I'll put the clip on on YouTube because we can we can. There was enough uh, non-glitch that we could uh, capture that bit, but it was wonderful. Um, and 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 we were sitting there. You know, I was in Newcastle. Obviously, you were you were live with with Jack yourself. But then and, and and Kate was in in Sydney, and we were just sitting there thinking, this is really cute. This is nice. This is beautiful. That you're so accessible.
3: I think that has been something that has grown and is still it still feels unusual. And we welcome that if it helps audiences to feel a connection and to be able to understand and connect with what we're trying to do and see that this is authentic and that we are working from a grassroots level in creating this. And it's something that I have been really conscious of over the last few years using the bike that audiences who've traditionally been shown news avoidance or um, been anti the mainstream media just feel as though this is something different that they can embrace in a way that sometimes when you go into neighbourhoods, Uh, they don't want tv crews there but when you're coming with a bike and when they feel as though they already know you um chatting to them as 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 a one-to-one as a normal person then it makes our job so much easier because we don't have those same barriers to break down because they see us as as humans on bikes rather than highbrow journalists who are going to tell them the news which is something the bbc has moved far away from already but audiences don't always see that. And so the bike is is such a great way to access those people and those stories that might have been hard to reach in the past.
0: Now I know you've got to to rush away perhaps you you're you're busy BBC journalist you you might have to go to live in like 3 seconds I don't know. I know you've got to go away. So I just want to ask uh, one Hopefully final in, final qu-
2: in fact
0: two <laughs> two, two <laughs> final questions and the, the the second one will be please tell us how we we find you on social media but the, the the first question and this is straight to to Kate in fact and that is so so Anna's talked about um you know her, her epiphany on the, the cargo bike <laughs> But your epiphany on a bicycle is a bit older than that. And you're a bit more of a, uh, a, a, a kind of a spandex lycra kind of person. So just tell us your <laughs> kind of... I don't know if I'm uh, right. i just a,
3: a proper course. cyclist. It's OK. It's OK. Yeah, it's I, a I, proper cyclist.
2: I was, I was trying to be it. as
0: polite as possible there. Um, so tell us about your cycling, Kate, how you got into it and, and, and how you're in it right now.
2: Well, I mean, I love cycling and bore people to death with my Instagram stories of here I am cycling somewhere else every other day. Um, But I've always, I mean, I've always been a cyclist. I used to uh, do triathlons as a teenager and university student. Um, But I've really returned to road cycling and gravel riding um, in Belgium where I've been living for five years. Uh, And I'm racing in uh, in a league there in the Belgian uh, league. And I'm a member of... um, a cycling club actually, which is aimed at getting women into cycling, um, which has been amazing. I think they, they founded this uh, cycling club in Brussels two years ago and it now has over 300 members. And it's all sorts of women, all sorts of bikes um, meet on Sundays and have a fantastic time. So, uh, yeah, I do a bit of, uh, bit of racing, a bit of serious stuff, but also um, really love uh, cycling with whoever will cycle with me. <laughs>
0: that's wonderful
2: and uh, thank you ever so much for your your time today
0: so for for ending uh, today's episode how about we even though we know where we can find uh, uh the, the kind of the videos but th- tell us your social media handles and anybody who maybe is i don't know maybe is new to this and actually hasn't seen um the the, the bike path videos that you do and so how, how do we how do we access both of you in in uh, in the virtual world
3: so um Kate has been really instrumental uh in setting up our social media accounts and then making sure we're actually posting from there because there's so much going on it's it's hard to um to what we want to do is create a space or what we're we are now doing is creating a space purely for bike bureau content so people who want bike bureau and not dutch news from the cycle pass can can find this because it's a very separate entity um so bike bureau we are at the bike bureau uh, at bike bureau on twitter and same on instagram i think kate
2: i think it's at Good news cycle on Instagram. Good news cycle.
3: I think I should Good news cycle. Because, and also that's something else that we have kind of in the pipeline, but um, we're working on something along those lines, but I can't reveal much more just yet. Um, So, and then Dutch news from the psychopath is just on my um, psychopath. You know, no matter how much I try and pause and say it properly, it's just psychopath. Um, I really have to work (laughs) on that. So Dutch news from the psychopath, I am. just on my regular Twitter, and it's you know, the funny thing about that is that it's it's just three news stories done by bike. But because the psychopaths here are so mm. incredible, so many people watch, and I, I don't, I'm there, no offense taken that I know people are not coming for me, they're not coming for the news, they're coming mostly for the views. Um, but if we can just sneak some news in there on the side, um, then that's great. And I think it's also helped to show people, um, what more can be done because. We are the first journalists to build a bike bureau for news broadcasting and actually be using it for lives, for news gathering. And in a country full of cyclists, the fact that no other broadcaster has done this here in the Netherlands, let alone anywhere else, it makes us feel very proud, actually. It's kind of like we're letting our child out into the world to see how it will find its first steps. And we are at a very
0: early stage. Before I cut to the outro, here's the bit with Jack in The Hague. Maybe You're actually recognised as the bike reporter, even in the Netherlands. The e- e- even having a bike and being a reporter is different to people, Dutch people.
3: And how crazy is that, that in a nation of cyclists where they carry surfboards on bikes, we've got a, mm. a young gentleman taking his dog for a walk on the bike. Oi, <laughs> Ben and <laughs> Let me show you. Yeah. <laughs> what the
4: hell is the BBC doing
2: here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's look at the cute done. little doggies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so
2: so sweet. sweet. Uh, almost
4: the same as I uh, find Campos going to the middle of Holland, <laughs> uh, a place called Wurden. Oh, lovely. And, uh, <laughs> They, they look like lost souls but I Do you think I've on taken on, a wrong turn?
3: I've, I must have taken <laughs> a wrong turn
4: oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say Maybe you thought it was absent um.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Nice to meet you We're just doing a podcast for um, actually, <laughs> yeah. Talking about our setup Which is not actually um, uh, Something that's been done anywhere else So It's quite exciting no. to show this does no. it, does I've it, never are you seen
4: sp- one of these And it's a
2: damn good <laughs> idea for you Thanks so much. That's yeah. really nice too. You can include that in the article as well. It's a damn good yeah. idea. I like it. Many
3: occasions. It's very useful for many Except occasions. Except when you've got a full riot. A riot? And God help you. Well, it's seen some <laughs> it riots in its nicely. time. <laughs> What's your name?
4: Uh, Jack.
3: Nice yeah. to meet you, Jack. Yeah. And,
4: uh, congratulations to the BBC on um, innovation.
3: Thanks. That's the word. Thank you.
4: Uh, did you come
3: up with the idea? Uh, Kate, Kate and I came up with this idea. This is Kate here. So, uh, well, Kate,
4: hello. Well
2: done. Hi, Jack. Very cute
4: dog. <laughs> Impressive. I shall go back to my Dutch wife and say the BBC is everywhere now.
0: It's true. <laughs> even, even Jack, can I, can I ask Jack? He, he's obviously a Brit. What are you doing in the Netherlands? You're, you're, you've got a Dutch um, wife, so you live there? I was
4: tricked into uh, coming over here because my <laughs> wife said, oh, I can live in England. And of course, she lied like a trooper. <laughs> so three years later, um, I, I, I sort of uh, gave up the ghost, retired and said, OK, I like uh, coffee terraces and there are plenty of them. So I can live in a place with coffee terraces.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, and bicycles, Jack. Important thing to me. And bicycles, Jack. A place with bicycles.
3: <laughs> Jack is on a, a fold up Dunlop bike. A foldable.
0: Right? Yes.
3: And dog walking at the same time. And how,
0: good, good way of walking a dog.
3: Let me ask how old you are.
4: Uh, 82. Oh, my goodness.
3: Um, this is right. Well, I'm, like, I'm, look at the, how cycling is still so. BBC. Mm. British, in <laughs>
4: Wow. Yes. Right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you can have quite a
4: mob here soon. <laughs> but, uh, yes, I, I, I also have a step which does 60 kilometers an hour, and um, but it's not legal. So that's why I'm on this thing.
3: <laughs> Good, sir. But it's just incredible. Like, you're 82. <laughs> and I think this is one yeah. of the about cycling in the Netherlands, that it just keeps you young. You could be 60.
4: If you're going to produce things like this that can get to places that the BBC doesn't normally go to, then Mm. that is a wonderful thing. Yes.
3: I want to hug you, but I won't. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so nice to have your input because this is exactly what we're trying to do. We're trying to be really Mm. transparent. We're trying to get to places people... Aren't able to yes. get to and bring yes. these types of stories. So, you've actually just been the first interview that we've done, I think, from the Bike Bureau. So, congratulations, yes. Jack.
4: <laughs> we'll go down and this
3: book. And ours, <laughs> and ours. Yeah.
4: <laughs> this is. Uh, Thank you, Jack. An unexpected pleasure. You've made my day and a few more. <laughs> <laughs> done. And keep it up. And you're definitely on the right path.
3: Thank you yes. so much. Thank
0: you so much, so, well, so much. <laughs> success, as they say <laughs> over here.
3: <laughs> and and dach. Thank you, Mel.
0: Thanks to Anna Holligan and Kate Vandy there. And thanks to you for listening to episode 328 of the Spokesman podcast brought to you in association with Turn Bicycles. Show notes and more can be found at the-spokesman.com. The next episode features the maker of a classic 1950s cycling jacket and the Swiss factory, which makes the jacket's fabric. That episode will be out in the first week of June. But meanwhile, get out there and ride.